Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. All right, it is the Lombardi Line on a Friday as we welcome you in here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher. Hope you're having a great day. Got a ton to get to as we say hi to you. Michael Lombardi on assignment. He is he's either in Dubai or Austin, Texas, because he's talking to oil tycoons and giving speeches. So we wish Michael the best. Michael will return tomorrow for our college football Saturday show. And then, of course, a big week 14 NFL show coming up on Sunday right here on VEASAN. I must say that this is a thrill for me today because the gentleman, the most humble human at the company, and he has no reason to be humble. He's the one person here that doesn't have to be humble. It's Mike Pritchard, and he joins me here on the Lombardi Line. Pritch, it's a pleasure. It's my pleasure, Patrick. Uh, we were talking right before the show. I think this is the first time we've been on air together. I think when you first started, I introduced you. Remember? Right, right. When, okay, the little interview. Yep, that's that, right. It was a quick, maybe 10-minute mm -hmm. brief interview, and then since then, you've skyrocketed. So it's a thrill <laughs> to be with you. Thrill to be with you as well. Michael Lombardi said he scouted me. I remember that now. He did. That that's right. Yeah. I remember that. That's as, right. That's I, right. I, I, you know, it's, uh, I was talking to Amal Shaw of mm -hmm. Odds On with uh, Mike Palm coming up right after us, and about... Uh, hour and 59 minutes yesterday on the phone. And I'm all the phone conversations with them all. I think the audience needs to understand. It's really about two hours of him talking and me every 15 <laughs> to 17 minutes saying, You're right, I'm all. You're right. But anyway, even he said, Pritch is the most humble, nicest guy at the network. I don't know what's gotten into you, man. You should be a little bit more cocky. Well, you know what? <laughs> uh, I have my moments. I, I do. That's, I'm not going to lie about that. But I, I left it out all on the field, to be honest with you. 
uh, because I'd be hard to deal with uh, now uh, if, if I was currently playing. You would because, be? Yeah, you just transform, Patrick. I mean, it's a different element on the field. Yeah. Uh, being a civilian or, or being on the field playing football with the headgear and, and having that type of bravado uh, and, and ego. Uh, I mean, we all have it, right? We all Does have that Does that competitive ego. spirit carry over from your playing days to capping and to broadcast? Do you feel that kind of bubbling up? Because it's a yes. special. You, you're, you're part of 0.001% of the human beings that ever walked the planet mm -hmm. in regards to one vocation. Right. And then you transfer that energy. You know, it's so interesting with athletes where when you retire, you have your whole life ahead of you. Mm -hmm. It's a completely upside down institution. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, the competitive uh, side of me cannot figure out why teams have a hard time adjusting yeah uh especially if i have a bet right if i have a bet it's not going my way i'm like okay wait a minute this is all you got to do why aren't <laughs> See, you guys you're doing, just doing like that? the rest of absolutely us. <laughs> absolutely so it gets in the way sometimes it's like a war between the former player and certainly looking at games from a betting perspective but i'm learning a lot uh, i've been with the network for a little over a year now and experts all over the place here on the network have helped me out understanding betting versus uh being a, a player uh, and looking at the game differently that way. Well, we're, we're lucky to have you at the network, and you do a great job with Josh, and on Saturdays, excuse me, on Sundays with Femi as well, which is awesome. Yeah, I love it. Now, you uh, got to get up early. I, I do, but I like it. I get up early anyway. Uh, Femi's awesome, but every week, uh, every day during the week, uh, Josh Applebaum on Betting Across America it's is awesome. It's the best. I, I love listening to you, too. Okay, so Pritch is here. So what we're going to do, it's going to be very specific. As these playoff scenarios start to crystallize, we enter week 14. It's fascinating. Each conference has a myriad of complications right now. We're going to get into those we're simply going to run the board so rotation number is something if you're just getting into betting you should understand rotation number makes it easier to place a wager at the window as well we're going to essentially run the board we should start with whatever the hell we saw last night in <laughs> minneapolis minnesota before we do pritch i think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the passing of yeah. a great wide receiver and, and maybe somebody that you do know just 33 years old demarius thomas a 10-year career 2015 the champ and he was wide receiver one on that Denver Bronco team in 15, a five-time Pro Bowler, passed away uh, today at the age of 33 in Georgia. Just terrible news. Terrible news. Um, got it last night. And certainly I, I met DT one time in Denver and I was out there in Colorado, the second home that I have. And um, no, just a tremendous player. I mean, you, you think about a specimen, you know, you yeah. look at him. Well, let's, let's talk about the player real quick. I mean, 6'3", 225, 230, runs a 4'3". I mean, incredible to think about, right? And uh, he played college at Georgia Tech. I mean, we all know about Calvin Johnson yeah. and everything like that. But Demarius Thomas, just an incredible human being, though. Like, uh, my heart hurts because of the passing. It's so tra tragic, and he's such a young person. Uh, but just the, the love that you feel from people that you do, knew, do know that are friends of his. I mean, yeah. actual friends. And like Emmanuel Sanders right now, uh, excuse from practice. I mean, he won a Super Bowl with DT. Uh, and Manuel's still playing with Buffalo, and, and he's excused from practice. So the emotional jolt, uh, I think, is, a, is going to ripple throughout the National Football League, certainly during practice, and, and certainly as people like Tom Brady and everybody else reflect on this great human that passed. And uh, I've had something like this similar happen in my life, too, as a player, and um, it's, it's, it's hard to get over. You, you don't know what type of emotions uh, you're going to have because we are machines at times. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're supposed to live on and forget and move on. And uh, but this is when when life steps in this way, it, it gets difficult to cope with. I think, and and so uh, we'll see 
how current players deal with this, but certainly a lot of retired people are reaching out all over the place uh, for the sadness of Demarius Thomas right now. I think that's well said, Pritch, and it's just, you know, when a superhero, I just think of Demarius mm. Thomas just like rippling muscles. Oh. Are, I mean, just a specimen. And when somebody like him passes untimely, it is, it's a reminder of our mortality. And mm -hmm. uh, not to get to, uh, it was a gambling network, but I, I will say, you know, post-mortem, you're going to see some of these stories come out. But the stories that are coming out about Demarius yeah. and just his humanity and his kindness, and uh, it, it, he, he connected with everybody's children. Mm -hmm. And just, like, when you see that, it, at 33 years old, he had his whole entire life ahead of him. It really puts things in perspective, especially during the holidays. It really here. does. I, I mean, just the words uh, the people had for him. Incredible. Uh, Incredible, but the thoughts, right? And uh, the Broncos, they were going to honor him this year, but That's he right. couldn't show up because of health reasons. Right. And so you, you wonder, as they have a game uh, this weekend against Detroit and, and what Broncos country is going to be going through and what they're going to be feeling, and certainly uh, a lot of emotions are going to be in a place. And, and uh, I'll be frank, I'll pull back the curtain. I mean, I think when you have emotions, football is an emotional sport, very emotional sport. I, I remember vividly when, when Walter Payton passed and – um, they did tributes all across the league and, and yeah. I mean, grown men crying Sweetness. before a game and, you know, it just, it's just, you can play with emotions as a player, but you have to also understand the emotions you're dealing with at the time. And I'm sure there's going to be some athletes that are going to be inspired. Hey, I'm doing this for DT because I have him in my thoughts and all of a sudden I have this acute focus and then there's going to be guys that are not going to be able to focus. Uh, and so, uh, you know, Pay attention to that. I think if I think you're looking great. at some games, uh, look, read some comments, read some uh, quotes from players and coaches, and and see how people are dealing with this. That's a great and and great job, Pritch. I'm glad that we were able to get that on deck because it's just uh, Demarius Thomas, R.I.P. It is just it's terribly yeah. sad. And as we do transition and a little segue into you know sports wagering, it is it's interesting when you talk about emotion. Where I want to get to that game because Denver is getting bet. That's up to mm -hmm. ten, opened eight. We'll get to that. The emotion of Detroit coming off their first win of the year. That's something that we could talk about parlaying into this week. And then the emotion last night with Chase Claypool. Now, mm. and that is and and I hate to use a, a, the untimely passing of Demarius Thomas as a segue but let's get into this and what we saw yesterday what what we do know Pritch and again this game closed three and a half mm -hmm. uh, hand to God uh, I was on the once it hit the, once I got the hook I took the Steelers I almost got bailed out with the back door <laughs> but you see it there goes well over with all those points in the fourth the 45 posted total uh, but the Vikings do cover a couple things one we'll start here the Pittsburgh Steelers very much wanted for the first 40 minutes of that game to be Anywhere in the world except right. Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> how, Pritch, tell me from that player's perspective, how can you account for – I mean, they fell down 29-0. 20, no, how can you account for that first half from Pittsburgh? I, I don't think you can. Uh, wild. You know, well, yeah, it's very wild. Uh, you know, first of all, those short weeks like this, and, you know, we had Thanksgiving, then we had another game after that, which both teams had normal time, preparation. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't know if that lulled us to sleep in terms of betters, but on a short week, especially after a physical game the Steelers had, uh, you're talking about walkthrough at, at the most on the field. And so the Steelers looked like they were not prepared uh, from a protection standpoint with Big Ben running a football. Uh, defensively, they were atrocious. They were a mess all over the place. And you wondered if they were going to make adjustments throughout the game uh, to help themselves out. But it didn't look like that was going to happen. Uh, it was crazy to me in the fact that they could not adjust to what Minnesota was doing in the first half. But lo and behold, you get a few breaks 
you start to focus in, you start to get that confidence back, and, and that's what we saw in that game. It is, you just mentioned at the top, and that was Big Ben, the conversation this year, and he's kind of tipped his cap that he probably will call it a career. He's going to mm -hmm. be 40 in March, but this wasn't on Ben last night. I mean, he no. had no oh, time. No. And I, there was some funny th thoughts on Twitter going around about Najee. Does Najee Harris hate Ben Roethlisberger? Because <laughs> staying back to chip, he wasn't, I mean, one 1,000 and a half, and then Ben was getting tackled. I mean, yeah. now Pittsburgh, you know, it's interesting about Minnesota. They lead the NFL in sacks, but both teams pit and Minnesota ranked near the bottom in a lot, mm -hmm. a lot of advanced statistics, including rush defense. And we saw that with Pittsburgh, who couldn't stop Dalvin Cook in the no, first half. No, they could not. I mean, defensively, Devin Bush is not the player that he was his rookie year. Shocking. He's still yeah. coming back from the ACL. Yep. His change of direction is, is nowhere point. near where it needs to be. It's limited. Uh, so you saw Minnesota take advantage of that with the wide zone, even inside zone. Uh, but offensively, when you cannot protect the quarterback, and if you don't have any hot routes built in to help out Big Ben, you have a problem. And and you saw Big Ben, he's, he's been struggling with that all year long yeah. with Canada, the new offensive coordinator. So uh, they got on the right page towards the end, but it was a little bit too late. And, you, and, and Pritch, you call it, it with not being able to protect, uh, protect Ben Roethlisberger, so stationary. Having those hots and mm -hmm. being able to protect him becomes a premium. So when we let's discuss this because two teams now, Minnesota and the NFC and the Steelers and the AFC, we're going to crystallize this playoff picture for both coming back, and then we're going to run the board. Pritch, I'm Patrick, filling in for Michael Lombardi today here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Come on back. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it is the Lombardi line, Michael Lombardi on assignment as we welcome you back. BetMGM King of Sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com or simply download the BetMGM app. If you're in town here in Vegas, you can stop by any MGM property on the Strip, bring that state-issued ID, and you're ready to go within minutes. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older, physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. Mike Pritchard, I'm Patrick Maher, and this is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hope you're having a nice Friday. We're going to use, and again, it's a little weird, but we're going to use a transition from last night's uh, Thursday night affair to open up week 14 to get into the emotion of Detroit coming off potentially their Super Bowl and their first win last week. And then Demarius's um, untimely passing hanging over that Denver organization. So we'll get to that just in a second. I wanted just to finish up and kind of project for Pittsburgh and, of course, Minnesota moving forward now. Just to recap and something that's being brought up there. Chase Claypool is mm-hmm. going to be used as a scapegoat, and he was benched earlier in the game for that right. that unnecessary roughness or whatever the penalty was. So you could tell Tomlin was frustrated with him, Pritch. But the emotion, and there were many reasons they lost this football game, and it wasn't the four or five or six seconds when he celebrated the first down. But that certainly was something where you could tell he got caught up. Well, you shouldn't. I mean, <laughs> yes. uh, especially that moment, you're trying to drive down and tie the game up as your final drive. And Big Ben, uh, to his credit, uh, had... Uh, a lot of he has what five uh, game-winning drives yep. in his career so far this uh, this year, tied with Justin Herbert. That's right. Uh, so the belief was there, I think, from a team standpoint. But when you have a player like Claypool, who is me first, uh, that's sad. Uh, and what do you do with it? Because he's got incredible playmaking ability, and, and and that's the problem Tomlin has. He's got this incredibly selfish guy on his team, but yet. What do you do with him? Because you can't take him off the field. He makes too many great yeah, plays for you. Absolutely. Uh, so hopefully a teachable moment for Claypool moving forward. Uh, the embarrassment. And I hope he does get embarrassed. I hope he gets ripped. Because here's why. He's too good to let this slide by. Yeah. And he's too important to the Steelers to, to now not allow people to rip him. He should be a grown man and be able to handle it, which will make the Steelers better off. Now, the Steelers have a lot more other problems other than that one, but uh, you cannot be a selfish player in the National Football League and and expect to win championships. How much of this do you put on Tomlin? Because it's almost chicken or the egg, right? Because this is in every Tomlin is kind of a mixture. You can help me with this. Maybe Mm -hmm. a player's coach, but also a guy that's got credibility. So there's no reason that he would have to adhere to the players. But that type of behavior needs to be nipped before the game starts. Well, you 
you can Juju with the you know right it, or Antonio been, Brown Antonio with the Brown. In there's the been room. there's been plenty. Sure. There's a trail with Tomlin <laughs> right. here. There's Rich. a precedent out there. Yes. And, uh, you know we we think about the Heinz Wards of the world, but uh, no, there's been some divas out there uh, in Pittsburgh. And how do you handle it? Well, you you show tough love. I think you take the gloves off. I think you yeah. say, look, man, um, you cannot be doing this. And if you continue this, I'm going to cut you. I mean, for a great player like that, you have to wake him up. You cannot allow this to fester they need linger. Claypool. They do, but yeah. yet they don't because they can move on to somebody else, especially if he's going to cost you opportunities of winning a game and staying alive for the playoffs. Uh, and now, it, was that moment that big for the Steelers? Could they have had one more play? I think Frymouth could have made a great play. And, and by the way, I was thinking of T.O., that T.O. Uh, moment, uh, dude, right? That is so funny you said that. I had a flashback as Did well you? when that happened. Same thing, same thing, the Convergence right? of the defenders, sure. yes, absolutely. If he holds on to it, who knows what happens. But, uh, yeah, we can all I know point I cover, back. <laughs> and, I <laughs> would, and I wouldn't have cared about the two-point sure. attempts. Right. Now, if you had a teaser, which I did, I tease him. <laughs> Look at you. And I tease a total that down is, and went That over. is a delayed flex. <laughs> from Pr- Now we're getting – the humility has disappeared, folks. Prince with the f- delayed flex. That's right. It now, emerges sometimes. But, but I could – you know what's funny? I could tell when I brought up Claypool, like your body, your body language changed. Like that pissed you off. Well, it it did because, you know, I played with uh, selfish guys and uh, you you never go anywhere. You might have flashes in the pans and and, and stuff like that, but you don't go anywhere. You don't go anywhere substantial. And uh, and it it pains me, though, that there's a player with his ability that can be that selfish in that moment. It, and also, did you see when, and we'll move on from this, because, again, there was a multitude of reasons that the Steelers lost that game last night. Hey, falling down 29 nothing, hello. Right. However, did you see when Claypool, and maybe it was an offensive lineman that ran over to grab mm-hmm. the ball from He was even frustrated that they were. he was trifling with his celebration. Right. That took it to a whole nother level. Absolutely no awareness uh, at all. Exactly. At, awareness, no awareness is the perfect it's crazy. word. It's crazy. But, you know, he's a selfish guy, and uh, a me first player like that stands out like a sore thumb. Oh, Pritch is down. He is down on Ch- Chase. <laughs> Chase Claypool's family. I would encourage you to turn off Vsin right now. Uh, let's project. Okay, so two teams again that still are alive. It, it, the, the playoff scenarios, as we add an extra week here uh, this season, are crazy. Minnesota heads to Chicago. Mm-hmm. So this is fascinating. Six and seven. They're in the hunt. They head to Chicago. If you haven't looked, I'm going to ask you to take a guess at next. This is the twentieth. So I'm going to ten days from now. I'm going to ask you to take a guess at what the number is posted right now. Okay, I'm going to say... Minnesota at Chicago. Minnesota at Chicago. I'm going to say five. You're close. Four. Four, okay. So... Okay. Right on, and that's a game that they're going to need. Obviously, they're going to need these, mm-hmm. all, you know, continuing to close out the season. But something going on with Kirk Cousins, though. I mean, he missed wide open. Well, that's him in prime time. Jefferson, I know prime time is the situation with Kirk what Cousins. What is that? I don't know. Uh, he's just... You know, sometimes you can sense when players melt... I don't sense that he melts, but he just does not live up to expectations. It's em- expectations you know what it is? Right? Empty I mean, calories. Like, you look at the box after mm-hmm. Pritch, and you're just like, Cousins bald? But well, in the moment, right. it doesn't feel like no, it at he, times. And I, I think within that organization, and certainly players, they don't have that belief in him that way. Yeah. I mean, how do you miss a wide-open Jefferson? I mean, that badly. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was like practice for him. And he missed a throw that badly, that poorly. And, and so I think, I, look, Kirk Cousins, has he hit a ceiling? I believe he has. 
Uh, and it's frustrating for Vikings fans. It's frustrating for Vikings better sometimes because you might have to sweat. He's got a contract renewal coming up as he well. He does. Which, he's going to get that Pritch money. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, he already did. He already did. <laughs> he got the bag already. Yeah, he's a quarterback. Now, I, I do know his agent, and his agent's great, but uh, Kirk Cousins, to me, I mean, I, I think he's hitting his head against the ceiling right now, and uh, it's going to cost some people their jobs, perhaps, depending on how the season shakes out. Rhyme with Hemmer? Because yes. Mike Mike could be on the way. The six and seven. So the implied probability, Pritch, going into last night's game prior to the win was the Vikes making the postseason at 25%. So mm-hmm. let me give you the schedule sitting at six and seven. Again, the NFC, the both conferences are so convoluted. They're going to be at the Bears. They're going to host the Rams. They're going to go to the Packers on January 2nd. My assumption is the Packers are still going to have something to play for then, Mm -hmm, right? Because whether it's a buy or whatever, and then they're going to host the Bears. So you got to get, you got to get three of those. If you're the Vikings, you got to get to nine wins to have a chance. Well, can they close out though? I mean, they, I think it's in their heads because they make comments after the game about our our inability to close out our inability to finish a game the way that we want to. And uh, a lot of times, I mean, you, you, you're in control of this game, but yet, you throw picks like that yeah. or, or you miss wide open receivers when you are throwing the football. You can only run it so much until a team stops that run and, and uh, makes you throw the football. <clears throat> so when you have to throw the football, why are you missing wide open receivers that way? That's something that the Vikings are going to have to address. I, I don't know if it's fixable or not uh, at this point. I mean, you got to roll Couldn't with it. Couldn't stop Thielen, the run in the second half sure, either. Thielen's injured. I mean, he's going to be out for a while because it's a high ankle sprain. Yeah. So uh, they're going to have to adjust to that. And they have enough weapons to adjust, but the quarterback's going to have to elevate his play. You know, Pritch, and we'll move on. I want to get to that Denver game as far as the emotion with Detroit coming into mm-hmm. town. And that, that's up to doubles 10 right now. Something you just said set me off, though. It's, it's interesting with how that number adjusted. Remember, when we woke up yesterday, it was three across the board with Minnesota laying it. The Dalvin News jumped it up to three and a half. And he was the difference there. Right. He was. I mean, he was incredible. He had just dislocated his shoulder mm-hmm. 11 days prior. That's incredible. That's the antithesis of what we're talking about oh, with some of these other guys. Sure, sure. I mean, in the locker room, too, you think about what that adds to the juice or to the moment. And I mean, when you have a guy like Cook going through what he's going through and he's going to go out there and play, okay, wait a minute, I got to, yeah. uh, I can't let anything bother me in this matchup right now. So uh, Detroit, Denver, very interesting because a lot of emotion is going to be in that building. Uh, Detroit, as we know, uh, they're really good against uh, the spread ATS uh, four, eight and four. Uh, you think about the Broncos too, their ability to prevent teams from scoring inside the red zone. One of the better teams, I think the top two team uh, defensively that way. So combined with emotions uh, on both sides, uh, this is an interesting matchup. Absolutely. It is going to be heavy. And just quickly to recap here, Pittsburgh falls to six, six and one Mm -hmm. that tie is either going to be very beneficial or it's going to kill them in the end. They pritch, they got to get to nine wins as well. So they're Mm -hmm. six, six and one. They've got the Titans coming to Pittsburgh, they go to the Chiefs, they've got the Browns at home, and they go at the Ravens. That's a tough schedule. To it's a tough schedule, but they're all tough. I mean, this is when you have to uh, get tough or be tough for the playoffs. I mean, if you want to make a playoff run, Patrick, uh, this is when your best players have to step up and be at their best, period. Yeah. Pritch ain't taking it today. He, he <laughs> On a Friday, he is not taking people's mess today, and I love to see it. Okay, we're going to come back and discuss that game. So this number open in Denver, eight. All of a sudden, Denver's in the mix. Denver opened eight, quickly got bet up the doubles here. It's sitting 10 with Detroit in town. We're going to discuss that coming up next right here on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. He's Mike Pritchard. I'm Patrick Maher. We're coming back on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it is the Lombardi Line. As Matt Santos, what are we telling him about? We're telling him about the bull betting guide. Oh yes, we. This bull betting guide is ridiculous. I got a sneak peek. And me and Pritch were just looking at it during the break. It's unbelievable. So December 13th, coming up next Monday, 1999, for all the Bulls, all 40-plus of them, we're going to ride shotgun with you. Insights, trends, data, and predictions. The guide drops on the 13th, so make sure you go get your copy right now, and then we'll send it to you. vcin.com slash subscribe. It's vcin.com slash subscribe. He's Mike Pritchard. I'm Patrick Maher. We can't talk about what we discussed during the break, but I assure you it would make a great Netflix series. As we <laughs> yes, it would. Absolutely. <laughs> Look at Rich. He knows what I'm talking about. Are the Lions decent is the question that people continue to ask me. Although just one 10 and one they have. And this is kind of shocking. The trade has now played in four straight games that have finished within a field goal. So they are covering as you gave the stat earlier. So let's get into this. This is a huge matchup. Not necessarily for Detroit. They look to continue the momentum off their first win of the year, Pritch. Mm-hmm. But this is huge for Denver, who looks to stay in that AFC playoff chase. So this number opened eight has been bet up to 10. I'm seeing 10 with one 10. So it's kind of sticking right there on the 10 everywhere. Let's start with the emotion and let's start in the Detroit locker room. That was, I mean, it was almost just pouring out of Campbell. It was pouring out of golf. You saw him run over and give him uh, that overtime win to pick up your first win. The, I, I, I know people that cover the team there in Detroit. They said the locker room was insane. I am a tad concerned about the (laughs) tank being empty after not winning a football game for what a year. I think you're right. Um, be concerned, and, and, and rightly so, Patrick, because when you see that type of emotion pour out, uh, that's going to linger during a week of practice for the next game. Yeah. Uh, because really, at this point, what does Detroit have to look forward to? Yeah, we're going to play the Denver Broncos, but you know what? What about that game? What about the way we won that game? Uh, and you're still asked about it. Here you are on a Friday, and you're still going to be asked about it. Anthony Lane had some comments uh, throwing some shade at the Vikings, too, which is kind of crazy uh, when you consider your record. <laughs> Thank but, you. Yes, but, it is. <laughs> but, but, you know, inside that building, though, you work so hard. And you get so close, but yet so far away from winning a game. And then once you finally win the game, of course there's going to be elation. Of course you're going to let your guard down. You're not going to, you're not going to have those intense practices right. anymore, right? It's just natural. It's human nature. And then you don't have anything to play for. Now, I will say they do have something to play for, which is interesting from a betting perspective to, to circle back this way. Yeah. Detroit right now, I believe, would have the number one overall pick, right? Mm-hmm. They would. Now, what... I don't know. What does it do for their future to win more games? Absolutely nothing. From the organization top, right? Absolutely nothing. Okay, you, you won your game. You're happy. Now we got to take care of business and secure a, a top spot in this year's draft. Because Aiden Hutchinson's out there. Yeah. Right? There's people Thibodeau's like that. out there. Thibodeau's out there. I mean, there's people that can help your franchise more so than going on the road and beating the Denver Broncos. So let me ask you this because because th- there's a distinction between a front office in mm-hmm. this scenario as far sure. as, you know, the, the game plan and, and in the locker room. I, not to get existential on it, but like the idea of continuing to be competitive, I think there is a carryover into the right. next year. I think building a culture with a new coach mm-hmm. does matter. I'm not trying to be cheesy. These are just my thoughts. And 
But if you're just being pragmatic about it, the management wants that number one overall Absolutely. pick. That's, there's no way around that. But there's a distinction between management, what their what their wants are, and what's happening within a locker room. Right, right. Now, as players, look, your jobs are on the line. Uh, you're not thinking about somebody's draft next year. You're right. trying to secure your own spot uh, on the team and, and certainly your future and your contract dollars. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's there's a difference there. Uh, but you can have a game plan that's not indicative of helping you win a football game, though. You know, you, you can have players um, that certainly with injuries that could be significant to this contest, uh, all of a sudden, you know, you get a tap on the shoulder, you're, you're down today. Yeah. That has happened. That has happened yeah. during a regular season. Uh, on the other side with Denver, it is too many points, in my opinion, for the Broncos to lay, even though their defense uh, has been stellar inside the red zone. Uh, but you're also dealing with Teddy Bridgewater, who knows that he's a backup quarterback waiting for a starting quarterback to arrive in Denver. Yeah. And he knows that. Uh, and and that's, that's difficult to play with. Uh, I don't know what the identity either is for the Broncos offensively when you think about they can run the football. Javante Williams. Javante Williams is electric, uh, but yet you still have Gordon who's trying to get playing time yeah. because of his contract situation too. So there's, there's a lot of forces in this game that suggest to me, okay, I'm not laying a 10, but can I make a bet in this game? Absolutely. I think the motions could be on the side of the Broncos at home in that building. Uh, Maybe a teaser opportunity, uh, looking at a better number situation for the Broncos at home. Okay, so if they do cover, and you see a low total, Pritch, let's mm-hmm. focus on the 42. The under is 6-0 and when Denver covers this season. If we can throw, Matt, the team graphic that you had up there, I want to take a look at that. I believe Detroit is 5-1 and ATS in their last six games, mm-hmm. and then and maybe it was, I think, three and six over the last nine ATS for the Broncos. So ATS-wise, Detroit, obviously, in pole position. There you see it, three, three and six ATS their last nine games. So we come into this, it's, it's really not about, you know, the implied probability of Denver winning. They're minus 450 on the money line. So they're going to, the assumption is they're going to win this game 76, a little over 76% of the time. But it sounds to me... Like you were saying, I'm not laying 10 here with this Denver team. No, not at all. Not even close to that. And, and I mean, even considering both sides, of, uh, from an organization standpoint, the business of football, considering that, that's kind of noise to me right now. Uh, on the field, though, just the forces on the field with the Broncos and, and Teddy Bridgewater, uh, just looking at his thing. Now, they, they're not going to play Kansas City. Uh, and then their defense is a pretty stout defense, in my opinion. I, I thought... Why has it gotten better? Well, Fangio is an incredible defense of mind. I mean, he really is. Uh, and that's his baby. Uh, Shermer is running the offense, and, and certainly Vic Fangio's trying to be a head coach, but yet the defense is his baby. He's, he's got a bend-but-don't-break mentality there. Uh, and it's working, because in the red zone, like I said, they're the top two defense in, in all of the National Football League in terms of stopping and preventing scores inside the red zone. So uh, a lot of credit right there. Uh, and they have the personnel, too, I believe, defensively to hold them in games, keep them in games. The frustration has been on the offensive side of the ball, not establishing any type of identity, and certainly some of the players rumbling about some playing time as well. So let me ask you, Von Miller moves on, mm-hmm. the defense galvanizes, gets better. We're seeing this in Washington. We're going to get to the Washington and Dallas matchup coming up in D.C. in just a little bit here in division. But they've gotten better with their two edges out. Right. Chase Young and Sweat. They, that defense has gotten better. There is something. I don't know what that is. Maybe you can help me with that. Well, they're not. The players step in there and are not as good as those guys, but they're playing harder. They're playing fundamental, fundamental <laughs> as football. As opposed to running past sure. the quarterback like right, Chase Young. Right. I mean, we've heard uh, that Chase Young has been on his own program. 
Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes when you establish yourself in the league, all of a sudden you think you know it all. And, and so you start to create or, or you think this is going to work, but really you're taking yourself out to play. Yeah. Uh, again, the selfish nature uh, of a young player, a lot of times that, that can hurt you. Uh, and, and certainly coaches don't trust that. And I can attest to it, too, because I almost got cut my rookie year for doing something that's out of character or, or certainly that can cost you a game. Okay, you can't just tease me. You got <laughs> now. Now you now you have to tell us. Well, no, it was, it was playing for the Falcons, and I, I false started. I don't know if you remember the Hail Mary play, uh, Billy Joe Tolliver. I do remember, 49ers. of course. I, I think Lombardi might have still been there, and I, it's ninety-one, uh, and I had a false start because the defense jumped, and I moved. And normally the play is dead, but they didn't throw a flag. It wasn't dead. They kept the play alive. We went on Hail Mary touchdown, swept the 49ers that year, went on to the playoffs. But uh, in the week of, of those meetings, we watched the film as a team. Uh, and so Jerry Glanville, who was our coach at the time, stopped the film in the middle of the room and stood up, turned on the lights and said, if they would have threw a flag right there, I would have cut you today Nuh-uh. in front of everybody. And so that's what I'm saying with tough love, take the gloves off. I've never had another false start feeling are you, ever. Are you serious? Was, <laughs> no, I did not. So he called you out in front oh, of yeah, everybody. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but, you know, you have to understand the team that you have and yeah. whether a player can handle that too. That's uh, a good point. And from a coaching standpoint, because not everybody can handle something like that. A lot of players, young players in particular, would go into the tank. You didn't get sensitive about that. No, no, I didn't get sensitive. Uh, it was just tough love and, and a realization that, look, I'm a professional athlete now, and I have certain responsibilities and accountability. Uh, and when you see that or sense that, like, you know that takes place in New England, right? Oh, the accountability aspect of absolutely. it. And look at this team. Look at that team. There's no hierarchy either. Right, I mean, right. what do we hear constantly? The stories that Tom was treated just like everybody sure. else. There's... Exactly, Patrick. And and so that makes your bets easier when you can identify that, I believe, anyway. And, and you know, just certainly the numbers. A lot of things determined by the numbers. We know that. But as a former player, I certainly look for teams to be in sync that way and certain cultures as well. Now, speaking of emotion, we just have a minute, but I want to set this up. What does it do for the locker room? And what was McCarthy thinking, essentially saying, we're going to beat Washington's on a heater. They've won four straight. Right. They're just two back now in division. What? Why would McCarthy come out and say this? I, I think the locker room will be all for it. You know, that's our coach yeah. putting it out there for us. Because I think in that locker room with the Cowboys, they were thinking or believing that they're going to go to the Super Bowl this year. So if you can't say you're going to go out there and beat Washington, what's the point of setting a goal of reaching the Super Bowl then? Yeah. So it, to me, it's, a, it's an indicator that that locker room believes that they're going to go out there and back up their coach. So this one opened in Washington. Dallas Lane 5 has been bet down to four and a half. And Pritch, Sunday in D.C. is the first of two matchups between Denver and Washington in three weeks. Mm. So, again, Washington all of a sudden. And right. Taylor Heineke's getting He's You know what Taylor Heineke's done? He's secured the bag. He is. That's what he, he said. Has. We're going to get into that. Uh, Wes Reynolds is going to join us next. And we'll get into Dallas and Washington here on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18, my first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my day. <laughs> I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 you know what I'm saying like it could have been like easier and a lot of people have asked me like how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline hey Sarah I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo OMG you watched it yeah it was edited so well I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, become a weekend warrior at BetMGM. The king of the weekend is the free-to-play challenge where you can win up to $50,000 for correctly, correctly prick, picking the highest-scoring uh, football games of the weekend. So this is very simple. When you log into your BetMGM account, you can find the king of the weekend contest in the promo section. And then when you do, pick the six teams you think will score the most points from the selected games. You'll see them there. It's easy to find. $1,000 is going to go to the top entry each week. And if you guess all six right in order, you can win that grand prize potentially up to $50,000. Plus, there's hundreds of dollars in free bets, which will be awarded to players who come close to the perfect score. So go to your account at BetMGM and try the king of the weekend free-to-play game. It's free. New to BetMGM? Download the app today. Only BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, has these specials. Again, visit BetMGM.com. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
if you have an issue. We've got you back here. No issues here. It's a Friday. It's Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, he's Mike Pritchard. Thrilled to be working with Mike. I worked with Wes Reynolds, of course, Beeson host yesterday. I had a great time, and we say hi to Wes. couple things. One, breaking news, and I don't think this will su surprise you at all, Wes, but Bruce Pearl has been suspended for two games, and Auburn's program put on suspension for four years. P Bruce Pearl doing Bruce Pearl things, Wes. Yeah, it only took three and a half years of an investigation to give him a two-game suspension. Uh, I guess that's how these NCAA investigations work. But look, Auburn already took the ban in terms of that self-imposed postseason ban, and they were very smart about it. They did it when they knew that they had a young team. This was the year after they had the Final Four team. And they knew that they were going to have a lot of freshmen or a lot of roster attrition, graduation, guys going to the NBA. So they already that postseason ban. So they are eligible for the NCAA tournament this year, but the four years of probation. Yeah, I'm not I'm not surprised about the uh, Bruce Pearl news, but uh, that two game suspension after three and a half years, I thought was really rich. I want to congratulate you on a great call yesterday on the under with Seton Hall beating Texas 64 60. We were kind of all over that game. And just like we said, and I was telling Pritch about this, you and I both had Rutgers upsetting Purdue. <laughs> no, no, we didn't. That game ended up, it opened 11 and a half West. It ended up closing 13 and a half with the straight up winner for Pikel and the boys. Yeah, I'm glad I, I didn't end up betting it because, look, Purdue got the money, but Rutgers got the dub. And, and the fact that they did it without Geo Baker, who's really their best That's guard, right. but Harper Jr. really carried them on their backs. Uh, in the uh, arena formerly known as the Rack, it is now the Jersey Mike's Arena in Piscataway, New Jersey. So, you know. For one, three big kahuna cheesesteaks for everybody. <laughs> Wes, I want to get to some uh, college football, the bowl games. Uh, one in particular is standing out to me because of a unique situation here with coaches. Uh, a lot of the bowl games have some coaches and yes. uh, unique situations. But one that stands out right now, Notre Dame, uh, Oklahoma State. I have a lot of history with Oklahoma State, in particular their head coach, Mike Gundy, too, uh, certainly playing against him. But watching that football team not seize the moment of, of making the college football playoff came, came up inches shy at that moment. Uh, and then Notre Dame with the transition to a new uh, head coach. How are you viewing this game? Uh, Notre Dame's laying two and a half. The total's 45 and a half as well. Yeah, I like Notre Dame and the spot here in the Fiesta Bowl, Pritch. But then right when you guys came on the air and actually right before our segment, it was announced that the safety of the All-American Kyle Hamilton for Notre Dame and also running back Kyron Williams mm -hmm. this Fiesta Bowl because uh, that's what you're going to see in a lot of these games, especially players that are going to be first-round picks, whether they're early or late in the first round, that they're going to forego playing in the bowl game for obvious reasons and financial concerns and advice not to do so. So you may see this drop. Notre Dame's gotten the early support, including some of mine, but you may get be able to get a better number if you wait with these announcements out there. And, and I just like Notre Dame here because I think that this team might have a chip on its shoulder. And that's kind of the thing about motivation in bowl games is this team might be motivated because we all know what happened with Brian Kelly. This got leaked out on social media. He's on an in-home visit with a recruit and walking out, and so are his assistants. And then it's announced he's going to take the LSU job. And then, of course, sent the email to the team in terms of, 
hey, we're going to meet and discuss this at 7 a.m. It's like, yeah, sure, coach. I'll wake right up there and uh, let you go ahead and tell me that you're leaving me and that uh, you're not going to be here for four years, like you said to me when you were recruiting me. But when they announced Marcus Freeman, that team was excited. And look, this is going to be Marcus Freeman's first game as a head coach. And at Notre Dame, no bigger spotlight than in South Bend. But you're going to see this line drop a little bit, I think, with these two players now foregoing the bowl game to go to the draft. So if you like Notre Dame, wait, you might get a better number. Let me follow up with you, Pritch, on that, because West is 100% right. That team was juiced. So the motivation is going to be there. It's not like Freeman's not comfortable with the team. And you could tell the team was jacked to have him. Oh, absolutely. I think um, any turnover that way can be disruptive. And uh, there was a few times in my college career that we thought we were going to lose Coach Mack uh, because he was sought after because of the success we had. But uh, his commitment and dedication uh, made us refocus our commitment and dedication because we had some athletes that could have went pro but did not go pro. Now, we had more on the line and we were going for a national title. Yeah. More so than just playing in the Fiesta Bowl, though. No, no, well put. No, that that it, there's in West, it was right because there was some juice when he was announced. Yeah. There's a great video online if you want to check it out. When Freeman comes in and he just gets completely mobbed. Let's go Texas Bowl coming up on the fourth. Uh, LSU Kansas State. So this number's completely flipped, right, Wes? Open two and a half with LSU laying it. I got Kansas State laying a point now. Yeah, and and you could still kind of look around, still some pick out there, some plus one. But, yeah, it's one of the last bowl games. It's actually a January 4th game, but obviously an interesting spot for LSU in the fact that now Brian Kelly is coming in and he's bringing in his staff. There's still some guys on the previous staff that are obviously preparing this team uh, for the bowl game. But for LSU, Max Johnson has entered the transfer portal at quarterback, so – LSU now has one scholarship quarterback remaining on the roster. That is Garrett Neusmeyer, who's a freshman, who if they go ahead and play him in this game, they're going to have to burn his red shirt and burn his eligibility. And he was a four-star prospect, so it's not just some guy on the roster. But I wonder with LSU, if that game against Texas A&M, that season finale, which was Coach O's last game down in Baton Rouge. And LSU, I thought, put forth a good effort against a really good Texas A&M team. I wonder if that was more their bowl game than this one. Whereas I think Kansas State is going to be like, hey, we're getting an SEC team, you know, and we didn't play well our last two games of the regular season, so we can get that taste of losing out of our mouth. Chris Kleeman, obviously a really good coach, won FCS titles up at North Dakota State. So I think Kansas State just looks to me to be the more motivated team in this game. Wes, I want your help with uh, the Louisiana Bowl, New Orleans Bowl. I yeah. call it the Louisiana Bowl, <laughs> but it's the New Orleans Bowl, really. I mean, Marshall. Cajun Bowl. Yeah, the Asian Cajuns. Uh, Marshall is going down there. Like, I won some tickets this year on Marshall early on, though. I, I thought uh, their focus was going to be uh, to become one of those type of programs, certainly with the turnover coaches and mm-hmm. some of the players that they've recruited over the years. Now, it didn't turn out that way, but yet they're a dog in this situation against Louisiana, catching five and a half to total 53 and a half as well. Yeah, and this is another one of those coaching deals that's going to be a recurring theme here in this bowl season is that Billy Napier is now at University of Florida, took a couple assistants with him from the ULL staff. And if you watch that Sun Belt championship game last week, with Louisiana Lafayette. They beat Appalachian State at home. It was very emotional, a lot of hugs for Billy Napier because I think that the players and such, they understood, hey, Florida's a bigger job than ULL. It's like, you gotta go. Yeah. You gotta get this over 
opportunity. So I don't think that there was any ill will, but Coach Napier and his staff did stick around to coach that conference championship game. But now Coach Napier and those guys are keep commits at Florida that were committed to the previous staff under Dan Mullen trying to add guys because we know NSD National Signing Day is rapidly approaching so it's like you got to get guys and you got to beat the band out there on the recruiting trail so now ULL it's kind of a different approach here they have turnovers they have new guys calling plays new coordinators and whatnot and you're doing this against a Marshall team that's number 10 in the country in total offense 12th in passing offense that obviously hasn't had very much coaching turnover and they got beat pretty good their last time out against Western Kentucky 53 to 21 at home that put Western Kentucky in that conference USA championship game so I think you might have a little bit more of a motivated Marshall team than a ULL team that got some feel good in the Sun Belt championship Wes Reynolds won on Twitter Wes you're the best you, a busy weekend for you betting across America on Saturday then seven hours at the green zone on Sunday thank you buddy appreciate you Got it, fellas, anytime. You know, and Wes brought it up, and we just have about 30 seconds here, mm -hmm. Pritch. We can come back and discuss. It, you got to wait sometimes. We don't know who's going to be playing in these bowl games. For Ohio State, who's right. going to play as opposed to saving themselves for the draft because they're not in the Final Four. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. you have to be careful. Right, right. And I'll give some insight, too, on how you look at important bowls versus less important bowls. Let's too. do that. Yeah. Let's do When we come back, let's do and all the coaching. We haven't seen turnover like this in college football as far as coaching. Right. Like, for example, Whipple, who was calling the plays up at Pitt, he just went to Nebraska. Mm -hmm. So Kenny Pickett's like, I'm not putting this game, I'm not putting this on film. Right. I'm going to protect myself. It could be QB1 off the board in the forthcoming draft in the spring. We'll come back with Pritch on that and get into the NFC battle with Dallas and Washington next. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.